Hey, good morning, fuckers. It's another day at the Daily BM where uh, we kick ass and take names. And uh, we're going to jump right in. We got the ladies back from the whorehouse with us. And uh, yeah, I'm here uh, just fucking being me today. And I'm an asshole, so fuck it. Let's get going. <laughs> hey, Shay, what you got for us, man? <laughs> God damn. What a way to open the show. So Brad that makes is... me me. Brad's an asshole. Brad's, Brad's grumpy. Brad's I feel like you were the other. I feel like you were the yeah, other day when I came in. I just had to give yeah, a fucking three minute pep talk to somebody, dude. Trust me. Before uh, they know, jumped, it, jumped off a ledge, it was I saw, I saw you pointing. It didn't look like a pep talk. It looked like you oh, had a was. big match. Uh, a hey, big match. He was pointing. I was fucking was passionate like, about it. He was Here's like, my thing, man. Here's my thing about people, dude. And I'll just leave it at this. This particular phone call. I want people in the front lines with me in the trenches taking grenades. I want to know you have my back. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So when I hear from somebody, their attitude is a different way because they're being influenced by others. Pisses me the fuck off. Me too. Because I'm like, I'm like, you're going to find out what people are made of when shit gets tough. And that's pretty much what I was saying. Because I, I don't want somebody that's French. Pardon my, pardon my French listeners. If you're from France, fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> you pussies. You run from everything. But um, <laughs> except unless you're Napoleon, then you know, then he was a badass motherfucker. But anyway, um, but you know, those people run. They run in the opposite way and leave you sitting there fucking on the front line. You know, the, the guys that are in the foxhole fucking ta- taking the bullets are the ones I want with me on my side. Absolutely. I need a bullet. The other ones you, that tuck tail and tell me, oh, well, this, that, and the other. Fuck you. That's just how I feel about shit. So anyway, there's my pep talk for this morning. I'm fired up. Let's get this fucking shit going. Woo! You goddamn right, brother. <laughs> and I would t- go ahead. Tell us what you were talking about. <laughs> Welcome to the Daily VM. Welcome to the Daily VM. We got your back. We're your crew, Brad. We Can I you. say one thing real fast? And this is a little oh, old news, but it's kind of funny that uh, Bruno Mars canceled his Israel concert. He will not take a grenade for you. <laughs> oh, 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 and we can direct that straight to Hamas and the Israeli uh, embassy. Uh, uh, that motherfucker's a liar. He will not take a grenade for you. No, he will not. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta leave, yeah, yeah. Canceling, I'm canceling this concert. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Um, bars. So, oh, what I'm a die. You... I'm a diehard ride or die. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, we, we got a we got a whole ride or die group right here. Uh, we were talking about though; those are not ride or dies. Uh, before we we jumped in here, uh, kind of in the direction though of of the culture now of children. Uh, who who banish their parents uh, over really tiny small things that um, <laughs> could could be could be talked <laughs> out. Through, yeah, work through, through yeah. communicated. Everybody, yeah, everybody's so disposable. Everybody thinks everybody is disposable these days. Nobody talks through their problems anymore, and especially you know younger kids. You know, I was Shay and I both. We were all raised where. You don't disrespect your parents and you talk out your problems, you know, and I didn't have the talk out your problems family. I had the you you don't ever disagree with your parents. But but, you know, I I think that we're doing it better. Um, I think that we're uh, I and I I have heard Mike talk a lot about his uh, raising his 
daughters. Um, and I, I am impressed with the way that, that he does Watch it. Out. That's how she got me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm impressed. And, and I've heard, I've, you know, I've listened to Brad's take on, on raising his kids. Um, and, and I, I think that we are all doing it better than, than what we. Well, I think we're definitely trying, you know, being a parent is one of the hardest, most pleasurable and also most heartbreaking thing I've oh, ever yeah. done. I don't Absolutely. think anybody, I don't think anybody knows how to hurt you better than your kids because they no, just. And they dig deep, you know, and, and it's like, I love them unconditionally. Like I love my kids, no matter what they do, even if they went to prison, I'd visit. Would I be upset? Absolutely. But these are my kids. I birthed them. I love them and I want to guide them. But the minute they get pissed off at me, I'm cut off. Mm-hmm. Not they don't want to talk about it, and I am steadily reaching out. Let's talk about it. I love you. Everything can be worked through, you know. And they just—I'm disposable, and I don't understand that. My mom well, and I could not get along. Let me, and, let me, let me, let me, let me jump in on that particular one with your kids. Are you giving them time to reflect on what you're reprimanding them for, or what you're? So they're not reprimanding off? me. They—they're reprimanding me. I'm not reprimanding yeah. them. Yeah. So I'm just trying to have a discussion. And sometimes, you know, maybe I, my, my tone is wrong or maybe I say it wrong without thinking, but so are they. Well, you're a woman. But, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm only joking. Off. I'm only joking. Come on. So <laughs> they, they will cut me off just because I don't agree or just because they're like, or they'll say, um, uh, respect my boundaries. Well, what about my fucking boundaries? Okay, well, one, on, one, of the, one of the hardest things I had to learn is to learn when to back the fuck off. Yeah, I backed off. I'm just, here's, here's the thing. I don't know about, I don't know about my, I can't speak for Mike and I can't speak for Eric or Shay, but I can tell you this. One thing I've implemented in my house and I, and honestly, I've had this conversation with Mike, my first four years of being with my wife, current wife right now, I was weak as fuck as a male. Mm -hmm. Okay. I started on my testosterone, started like focusing more on myself. And what I mean by that is even on my mental state is being not an asshole to her, but like being more of a man and sticking up for myself in which I would always pander and, 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 and get in like, and I would always be like, Oh, and make excuses, you know, did things like that. And I'm not doing it anymore. And the thing is though, is I, I implemented a rule. I implemented a rule, but for the two of us, and so far it's worked. Now we, are we perfect? No, we're like any other couple. We might have a couple of, we, we might have a couple of blowups here and there, but when we start to get heated, we take a 20 minute fucking time out. Like, I'll be like, hey, I'll be right back. I'm going for a walk. See ya. Because I, I implement that rule. I'm like, I'm not talking to you right now when you're acting like this. Goodbye. And I walk away. And then that gives us time to think and then come back and talk positively. Are you giving that time? Because when you're heated, nothing really gets discussed. Right. Right. And I've, and I've waited. And, you know, and I, I think my thing is a few years ago when I started going through, you know, my separation and, you know, just – Things went, I, I basically a few years ago um, just decided I was just going to live life my, mm-hmm. to the fullest and, um, you know, say what I, because the consequences were the same whether I said it or I didn't. And so now I, I say things and things that bother me, I definitely bring up. So I think sometimes that doesn't sit well with people and especially with kids that are coming into their own, you know, they're adults and, and they're all respect my boundaries, respect my boundaries, but I have boundaries as well. So, and I think that's the problem is it's so one-sided because, you know, they are, well, if my parents can't respect me, they're disposable and that's not fair. That's not fair. So people are running from their problems. 
how we got right. how we got to this conversation, we were talking about right. the differences between right. Um, right, Mike. We were talking about the differences yes. between generations and um, the things that um, uh, that you can and can't say out loud to different people, and whether or not they think you know your particular brand of humor or what you know what you just say out loud um, can offend somebody, and how that ends up playing out like mm-hmm. you know if you don't get your words out per just exactly right so you say uh you know you say or do something um for example my oldest daughter hasn't spoke to me and spoken to me in two years mm. because i did not and i have reached out and i have tried because i did not show up at the that at the appropriate time on her birthday mm. Um, I didn't forget her birthday. I shopped for her birthday. I did all of these things. Um, but because of, of her, her, uh, perception of what I was doing on that day and my, the time frame of when I approached her on her birthday was not acceptable to her. She hasn't spoken to me in two years. Wow. I have so, one that hasn't spoke to me in a few months, and I have. She says uh, I'm not respecting her boundaries, but we have we have always been very close. And she just has she's uh, she'll talk to me when she's ready, you know. And I have no idea why. I can assume why. So there, but she just will not talk about it. I just yeah, don't understand. This is this is a problem that that is, is, problem. is going on. I, it's not just me. It's not just Jamie. Um, and Andy has the same thing going on with his, you know, with two of his adult daughters. Where you know, whatever you do, and like, you know, I've got my youngest daughter, my twenty year old, is doing the same thing. Like she hasn't talked to me in since uh, Christmas before last. This is coming up on two years. Um, where she, she just, she just got mad at me over, I think her cell phone, me asking, she, she got to an old enough spot where I asked her, um, I gave her plenty of warning months worth of warning. And I was like, okay, at this point in time, um, when it gets past the holidays, uh, for this year and once January comes, um, you're going to have to pay me $60 a month. Yeah. That wasn't even the totality of her cell phone bill. And, you know, I gave her warning and, um, you know, she was about to turn at that time, I think, um, 18 and, uh, you know, and I was like, okay, so $60 a month. And I was trying to, to, to propel her to, to be more responsible. She had not ever had a job. She barely, you know, passed through online, the virtual schooling that she had to do. It would have been way better for her. COVID, COVID was not good for her. She needed to be in the school and Mm -hmm. she needed that push. She did not need to be sitting at home, um, doing her, her schooling online. That was not good for her at all. And yeah. And you know, so she needed uh, some responsibility and, um, and it went the wrong way for me. Like she, she was like pissed. And that was the, that was the kicker for her. She was like, I don't want, I don't want anything else to do with you. I have to pay for my cell phone. I don't want anything else to do with you. And she, I think I have gone through like what you're doing with my youngest son. I had the same thing and um, a domestic violence situation. And he went and lived with his sister and kind of bounced around for a little bit. And then he came back and then I had to kick him out again. And now we have such a great relationship, but we talked through it and we talked just about every day, 
you know, he um, moved up to Tennessee to be around me. And then my oldest son, with my boys, it's different than my girl relationships. But even with my older boy, you know, I piss him off. He kind of gives me the silent treatment for a little bit. And I'm like, well, guess what? I birthed you. You have to talk to me, you know? And and, and he will, <laughs> but my girls seem to hold grudges. But I know, I know other people my age that have children the same age as mine who are yeah. who have done the same thing and so my yes. question is how do you deal with that how do you get where did this come from and how do you get somebody back to the table who won't even who won't even answer you they're like, just who, being stubborn yeah i mean and how do you deal with that what are you supposed to do do you are you just like okay fine i mean they're actually an adult at this point too if they're responsible for their behavior i mean do you is that all you can do or do you i mean you still want a family unit you're still a parent you still miss and love that 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 your child that person you still want an adult relationship with them like what are you supposed to do at that point because they're punishing you for something instead of talking through it right right they, exactly so the the situation is is basically they believe that you care what you do and they're using that as a they're weaponizing that that's and what they're doing and, and I, they, my, i'm in therapy and my therapist said it is a weapon they are using it as a weapon like with my one daughter yes. she is pregnant with my second grandchild mm-hmm. she has my oldest grandchild so i don't get to see either one of them right now correct she will not communicate with me via text her wedding her wedding did not i mean i, I went to the ceremony i didn't stay for the reception because to me a reception is intimate Mm-hmm. And I wasn't included. I wasn't invited to get my hair and makeup done with everybody. I wasn't invited to the rehearsal dinner the night before. I wasn't told about any of the details except right. for in the very beginning and t- before I pissed her off. And then she cut me off. And it hurt me the most because she knows I'm a hands-on mom and I adore them. And both my girls I've always been very, very close with. And they know. You're right, Mike. Exactly. They hit you where it hurts the most. Yeah. They weaponize it. So basically it's what, the, what yep. you can do. And what my recommendation would be would be the platter technique, um, like a server. Basically, send them a message, something to the fact of, listen, I love you. I will always love you and care about you, and I just want what's best for you, and I'm always here if you need me, and then just leave it at that. That's, that's what I've done. And, and be and, done. Yeah. And be done with it um, because the minute that you take the power away from them is the moment they'll start respecting you as a person. And it may not be – hours months years it could take a decade yeah but eventually they'll eventually they'll come back around it's it's oh no it's because you care too much well the problem is Um, and and i well here's the thing i have recently switched because i'm in lakeland this week and i wanted to see my grandkids she hasn't messaged me she hasn't responded but you know she's out living her life and literally i'm asking for a 30 minute dinner to hug and kiss everybody but she will not respond to me, so because, I am just she, living just, my life. Because she's in a position of power right now. Because you yes. are asking, and she's not inviting. Yep. So yep. when you, so, so I done. have, I have, kind of done that, Mike. And mm-hmm. when you say the yeah. platter technique, is there more to it than that, other than just? Well, I, so what's what basically the, basically what the platter technique is is it's 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 taking the ownership off of yourself of trying to make everything right, and you're just putting it out there, and then whatever it is, it is. You're just you and you just accept whatever the outcome is like that. And that's working on yourself to be, listen, I can't control another human being. All I can do is present them with this. And then it's up to them if they want to, if they want to take the hors d'oeuvre off the platter, what you're offering when they're ready or not. And they may not be ready in that moment, but you cannot force them to take it and give you what you want. It has to be on their terms. And once, once you lay that boundary out for yourself, it'll make other people respect you more because And the bad thing is, is like there might be, it may never, 
come around to fruition, but that's on them. It's not on you. It's not on you as a mother. You know, you just no, have there's nothing I did that she wasn't raised like that. Right. So- it's something that she's going through and she's putting she's basically saying that you're the oppressor and I'm the victim in her yes, mindset. And, and you know, she For, has oh, yeah. pretty yeah. so, shitty things to me. And I know Shay's kids has too. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, none of these kids, it's so painful to be a parent, you know, and they you, don't understand. They do just as much damage. You know, kids are assholes. They really are. And they I know I was an asshole. Well, the, I know I stressed my parents out. My mom and I didn't get along forever, but I've always loved my mom and respected her and communicated And that's her. the same way they are. Just what you just said is exactly what you're going through. You're just on the other side of the equation now. Yeah. Yeah. So try to think back on like what you wanted from your mother in that time that she wasn't giving you. And it was probably yep. the opposite of what you're doing now. And I don't know, cause I don't know the situation. So I'm just no, talking I'm hypothetical, but opposite from my mom. So I'm very right. loving and very nurturing and just want my kids, you know, and playful. And I just want everything for my kids. And I want yep. the best for them. Well, I mean, I'm just going to interject one time. Cause I've, I've been kind of stayed quiet. And I just kind of listened in the back. Okay. Of the room, so to speak. Back and back. I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Mike on this one because you have to take a step back and realize how you Fuck. were as a teenager. Mm-hmm. All right. And so I know and here's a shining example, totally different, but, but same. <laughs> in a way okay so my dad I, I you know i was just doing this i was complaining about my um my oldest son who is my stepson but he's my son i've raised him mm-hmm. since he was two and i was like man he doesn't call me he doesn't you know he doesn't fucking call me ever blah 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 blah. mike's like mm-hmm. you know well mike and my wife both said the exact same thing well well how often did you call you how often do you call your dad mm-hmm. and i and yeah. just sat back and i went like this well, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's true. I don't call my dad enough. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I got to talk to him before he got on his flight this week, but I'm like, I don't talk to him enough. And, and so it's like you don't start to realize it until you're older, but then you forget because you're older how you were when you were younger. And then you want to okay. do the same shit your parents did to you, to your kids. Because you're thinking, oh, they're being disrespectful. They're not talking to me or they're not talking to me right away. I don't want to talk to you right away. If you're yelling or you're having a heated discussion with me, I don't want to have a conversation right away. I, I just want to take a minute to digest it and come back to it. So The, the, the problem with most confrontations is, is that each party goes into the confrontation about what's in it for me. Right, and right. When you or walk, get your point across, yeah. And to get your point across. And what happens is, is when you go in and you're doing a conflict negotiation, because that's what it is, is you're, you're doing a conflict negotiation. You have to look at what the other party is going through mm-hmm. and try to relate to them and try to get them to come to the table. And sometimes that's, that means that you just don't put the table there yet. You know, like like going back to the cell phone example, you know, she threw down an ultimatum. Well, I don't want nothing to do with you, but I'm sure you probably do a lot of other stuff for her more than just a cell phone. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, but she didn't see it that way. Um, right. Same with my daughter. Yeah. And- so that's because there's a level of entitlement. My oh. wife had the same problem with my with uh, her daughter because you know there was there was really no man present in the household at the time that the, the developmental or like a, what I mean by that not a man like a father figure the one right. that kind of An would example. like lay That's- down the law you know. So, like, when I met my stepdaughter, like, listening to her childhood, it's, like, the most horrendous childhood you could ever have. You know what I mean? Like, it, she just had this whole picture. And then seeing the photos and the truth, it's, like, she got to go to Disney World, and she, like, was in gymnastics. And, and every night her mom was teaching gymnastics to pay for gymnastics. She got a car when she was 16, her cell phone, kids. her clothes, my, the heard, food. I've heard my kids say, oh, well, we didn't have this. And I'm like, the fuck you didn't? 
Right. I have proof, you know, and they paint this picture of, you're right, they do. In their head, I was neglected. I didn't have this because their friends maybe did, you know, or, oh, Lord forbid Shay asked her kid to pay the cell phone bill. I've made all my kids pay their cell phone bill and their car insurance and help pay for their cars. Did I help them? Absolutely. That's... Did I take care of their basic needs? Absolutely. Yeah. But they have this sense of entitlement and they don't stop and realize, well, my mom did more than just piss me off today. She supported me my entire life by herself. How about that? You know? Yeah. So sometimes you have to, you can reframe the situation. So basically the, the, you can reframe it. Listen, the reason I need you to take care of your cell phone bill, it's more than just paying the bill. It's about learning responsibility to take care yeah. of things. And it's also about, I'm getting older in life and I need help as well. And I want to know that you're okay. And this is just a small step towards it. It's not the full bill. You've had plenty of warning. What is the problem? Do you not have a job? Do you not have the ability to do it? Well, what, what, what is your concern as to it? Because typically what happens in an argument is one person comes at you and attacks you. Like you say something real simple. Hey, I just need you to like in three months, I need you to take over your cell phone bill. No big deal to you. And their mind, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden it shows up and you're like, listen, this is the month. You got to take over your cell phone bill. What? What are you talking about? They come at you yelling at you. And then as an adult, as as another adult and as a person, you come back with like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just a cell phone. I told you this three months ago. What's wrong with you? And then it escalates, you know, instead of going at the moment when a situation arises going, okay. So if I'm understanding you, you're having a problem coming up with the $60 to pay for the cell phone bill. What is the issue? Do you need more time? What do you think is not fair about it? Because I've been paying the bill. I'm not asking for the full amount. How about we do $30 for three more months and then go to 60? So it becomes a negotiation because then you feel like the person's involved. It's not a yelling competition where I'm trying to prove I'm right. You're trying to prove you're right because there's no boundary. You can't. It's about compromise at that point. It's about coming to an agreement. If you have someone that just completely walks away the table, walks away from the table, then it's their right to do that. But you don't have to chase them with the table trying to get them to sit back down, you know, like. And you, I think that's the problem as a mom. You want to chase your kids. You want yep. to get them back on that table because. And that's and that's where the dads usually have to step in and be like, listen, let them, you know, the council as the man would be like, you know, let them walk away and let let them figure out how hard life is out there without you. And then they will come come back, you know, yeah. and if they don't come back, then it's like you did a great job raising them because they can obviously take care of themselves. But they obviously care about themselves. And at, that's, Every day, eventually, they will look back and say, man, my parent wasn't that bad. And it might take when they have their own kids and they go through their own process. They're like, oh, shit, I did the same thing to my mom. Like, I get it. You know, hey, mom, I'm sorry that I was like this, you know, like. And they will go through it. That's the thing. All kids put their parents through some bullshit. Yeah. You know. You know, and it's just like, you know, let put the decision in their court. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know the details of it, but like with your being in town and wanting to see your grandkids, you know, you could just say something real, you know, Hey, listen, I'm in town. I'd, I'd love to see the grandkids. I'd love to say hi. And then she didn't respond. Yep. Already did. Just let it go. She's not responding. Yep. I'm just yeah. letting it go. I'm just enjoying my time here. Visiting yeah. friends. Hanging you know, out with everybody. But, I get to see all you guys. I get to see a whole bunch of people. Get my hair mm-hmm. done. My the, nails done. The, whole the, the, the problem today, the tendency today too, is, and I don't, I don't follow either one of you on social or any of that kind of stuff. So the biggest thing people do is they start bitching about it to other people and that just mm-hmm. perpetuates it. So you have to yeah. be, it's almost like a chess match. Like you just have to play smarter in the long game. You're playing chess, not checkers to get them to where they want to be. Right. Uh, and sometimes you just got to take it away for a little while. And then, you know, I mean, like I told my wife, I said, like, I know it hurts you, but apologize. 
to your daughter and say, listen, I know that you had I'm a... I'm trying. I have apologized to her so many times and I'm just please, please, so please, and nothing. At, the, at then then point, what the problem is, is it comes across as like... Even... Yeah. It's not even my fault. Yeah, at, it's not some, even my fault. She can reach out to me at any time. I, so, I okay. So like in your situation, like if you want to talk about it, what is the... What was the issue that caused the break? So in her I, mom, I, in her, from her perspective, not so your perspective, I, her perspective. She said I didn't respect her boundary. So her wedding was going on and I was pretty sick and I was traveling to Florida a lot to see neurologists. And one of the text messages I got, she had gotten upset with me. And I'm like, am at, at this point, am I even invited to the wedding? I said it just like as a ha ha, but she took it a little harsh and I get it. Of course. And I, and I yeah. discussed it with her. And then I guess there was another situation, um, where she had, I, she doesn't like me to post pictures of her, of my grandbaby. And I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. And she had told me basically, um, the text message was like, do not post that. Like she was coming at me, like yelling at me. And I was like, I'll cover her face. And she, she just kept on. And I was like, if you would let me talk, first of all, you're not going to control me and tell me what I cannot, can and cannot do, but I'm trying to communicate with you. And you're just down my throat. So I'm I'm, going to give you, I'm going to give you some tough love real quick. I know you want to talk on, on. but let me finish what I told her. I said, for respect out of you, it is your child. I will not post her. And then, um, she just, she she just went off on me and I'm like, she's not even listening. She's not listening to me. I told her I won't do it. And she still went off on me. Right. Because, the the beginning is, is you basically said like you know it's my social media account and you're not going to control me, but well it her- wasn't even the social media it was what she was t- how she was talking to me as as her mother and right. as an adult is she going to talk to her boss like that absolutely not is she going to talk to her husband like that no was she talk to a stranger like that no. so the best thing you can do if someone's yelling at you and no joke hands down I've used this thousands of times hey. Are you okay? Because this seems really out of character for you. And I asked her that, and she's like, uh, right off the bat. Like you have to, it's, yeah. it's chestnut checkers. Like it may piss you off, but that's the beauty of text messages. You can control it. You know, if you started off trying to be, because they're coming at you combative, they're expecting yeah. a fight. I mean, right she off the bat, it. like right. she, I said, you know, she just before we even left the parking lot of the restaurant when we had dinner, yes. immediately I get a text message and I'm like, holy shit, she's already up my ass. Yeah, like let's have a conversation about this. You know, you don't have to just yeah, see that to my face. Not waited till we were in the parking lot. You know what it is? It's because and here's the thing. It, it's it'd be it'd be easy if it's black and white, but people are complex. Yeah. How many times have you had something that like it pissed you off in the moment, but you bit your tongue because? You really weren't hundred percent sure if it pissed you off or not, and then you get you stew about it, and you're sitting there, and you're having a whole conversation. Here, you're having a whole yeah. conversation in your head, and then what ends up happening is, is you've had an entire fight, and the other person doesn't even know you're mad. They're just over there, la 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 la, and then you just right. look over and go, "Fuck you," and "Fuck you for doing that." And they're like, right. "Whoa, right. what the well, fuck happened? What's wrong with you?" And you're and like, "Well, you're think- a fucking asshole for doing this and this," and you're like, "I'm not a fucking asshole. Like, it's my grandchild. It's my oh. page. It's private. What the fuck?" Right. I and yeah. I think um, a lot of the thing is it's OK for her to do it or, or, you know, her husband's family to post her. But I wasn't allowed. So to me, she's trying to control me. And I had the with every single one of my kids and Shay, you probably had the same thing. The closer the kids got to 18, the more they were they test you. And now that they're all adults, they're like, well, I'm the adult now and you can't tell me what to do. And it's not that I was which is 100 percent true. Do, right. But they were trying they're trying to tell me what to do now. You know, that, with with is he needs to be w- with respect. 
Yeah, and there's to no their own. Goes, well, no, yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, it's on either an issue because you're like, I'm your mom, so it's my way or the highway. And that's where not how, it's not now my she's, way highway. but that's what she's perceiving. Yeah, and she knows she can communicate with me, and I even told her. Well, obviously, she doesn't because she's not like that's no, that. Usually, when people choosing. walk away, usually when people choose to walk away, it's because they feel like they're not heard or yeah. the conversation is circular yeah. and it's not coming to resolution because they're not feeling like they're valued. And it could be right or wrong. I'm not talking about like right or wrong. I'm talking about perception and what their perception is because that's why social media is so decisive because both sides of the equation think they're right. Like if you you look at somebody on the left and you're a right person, you're like, what the fuck? Why don't they see this? And if you're on the left looking at the right going, what the fuck? Why don't they see this? And it's because they're so far entrenched to their each side, they can't find something to communicate with. I completely agree. It's about agree. shaking hands. Agree. Yeah. Agree. I completely so, agree. But how, yeah. I don't know how, and that is that is the exact reason why I'm asking the question. And that's, I don't that's know where the, how that's where the, to bridge the platter technique. That's where yeah, the platter. That's where the platter technique comes out. Listen, I understand that I did X, Y, and Z, and I understand that it upset you and made you feel bad. However, you know, life is really short and I really would love to get past this because you are an important part of my life and I need you in my life and I would love to resolve this, but I know you need time to figure it out. So when you're ready, I'm always ready to talk to you and I will, I'm only human. I'll do my best. Yeah. And that's what if you, we're all imperfect. So what if you, so once you've said that, which I have, um, and if, if, if the other person so if your children are of, and I want, I don't know if this is uh, because of the age group, if they think that that is an excuse, because that's what I get, though that's an excuse. And I think um, Brad and I have had. What I say anytime someone, anytime someone says like, that's an excuse. What I normally say is, listen, I'm only human. I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's not an excuse for my mistake. Because I'm, I'm apologizing for my actions. I can't go back in time and I can't fix what I did. All I can tell you is I'm going to try to do better in the future. Am I going to be perfect? It's a no. learning experience. No. Absolutely. Am I going to be perfect? No. I, I'm probably going to mess up again. Okay. But in my heart, it's pure. I love you. And I want it's the best for love. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's it. Like they can't argue with them. You know, you're not, it's not about arguing and proving that you're right at this point. It's about repairing the relationship to get past the point. Because at the end of the day, is it really that fucking important? Like a cell phone, a picture on the internet? No, not to me, but apparently to them. (laughs) Apparently to them, because they're they're not, because they're not grasping what, where you're coming from. And they feel like you're not grasping where they're coming from. Right. So it's about, again, chess, not checkers. Thinking about how you want the conversation to go and steering it in the direction that you want it to go through. I think that's being a relaxed. great a great tip that you gave. Yeah. Uh, the hey, the platter. Okay? And it's, you just this have to always sound go there. Like this, this sounds out of character for you. I can see where that technique would have taken, possibly taken some conversations. I've I just, had I literally just a different way. I do. I literally I, I just did it. Great suggestion. I literally just did it to Brad. I mean, he can. can he, I literally just met, private messaged him because I saw you was up. I said, "Hey, man, are you okay?" And he wrote I, back, yeah, I'm good. You know, like yeah, I've done that. I've done that to Brad. I've done that to Eric. Yeah, and, and I normally Jamie like and, <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I and I always like anytime I have an angry customer and they're yelling at me, I always say, Listen, I'm on your side. Okay. I want you to have XYZ, whatever it is. That's my goal. My goal was never to have it happen what happened. 
whatever it is, you know, whatever the problem is they perceive, I'm going to do everything in my power to make it right. But, you know, I'm only human. I can only do so much. So let's have a conversation, you know, and it I, always that, it always defuses the situation because everybody thinks it's like a combat, like combative. I'm like, listen, we're sitting on the same side of the table here. Like, I get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I we're on the same team. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You got upset. I got upset. Not only at you pointing out that I made a mistake, but at myself for making a mistake in the first place. And I'm sorry if that came across the wrong way, you know, and then but the platter technique is you. it's, it's more about forgiving yourself and letting it go and saying, yeah. listen, I've. I've given them the opportunity. It's on them. It's on those because you're holding the guilt and the shame and you're the one that's giving you the ulcers and the, you know, the upset stomach and the whole nine yards. You got to let that go. And that's what it's about because you can't control other people. Nope. At no, all. I, I think and you can't force this, situations because the more you try to force it, the less likely it is to happen. Right. I, I think part of this, um, Mike is, yeah. um, learned behavior and i oh, yeah. you know brad and and eric haven't said much but i think <laughs> i think this is a a learned behavior like you have to learn to how to respond to confrontational situations you have to learn and i think it's a little little tougher when you have uh some kind of traumatic response to someone um yelling at you or having yeah. you know having a confrontation right. with you and that that is definitely something and i think um it's interesting how much you know about negotiating and i think that's that is something that would be a great well, life technique uh just to have uh when you're trying to have relationships when you have I, a I've, lot of kids I've, <laughs> yeah I've, I've, I've i think taken it's a great o- life skill i've it taken is. over a thousand hours of negotiating classes um uf notre dame um i've done terrorist negotiation classes where i actually had to negotiate with terrorists and hostage situations because i thought it was fun and interesting so moms should have those um, i've read i've read i've read hundreds of books on the techniques on how to work with the situation and the bottom line comes down to you know understanding what the other person's at and find trying to find common ground to bring you closer together instead of pushing yourself apart. But the more important thing here is, is in any of that is to recognize that boundaries are for yourself, not for other people. Exactly. Boundaries are what you say is acceptable for you and what's not acceptable and setting those boundaries up and then having the ability to forgive yourself and just to let it go. Because the minute you let go, that's when the magic happens. Not when you're sitting there trying to hold the rope and it's burning your hands and cutting you. The minute that when you let go, that's where the freedom comes in. Because as a mom, you feel like you're holding that rope. It is burning your mm-hmm. hands. You are blistered. You are bloody. You are raw. You know? And you don't want to let go because these are your children. You birth them. You love yeah, them. 100%. You adore them. It is so fucking painful. And they um, know it. Yeah, and especially if they went if they went through the trenches with you, if they saw absolutely, if they saw all the things, if they saw you know if if and and Mike talking about your your stepdaughter telling you about her her life, um, yeah, and you say I saw the pictures and she went here mm-hmm. and she went there. Okay, so you could do that you know, for your, for my kids, and but they legitimately had traumatic situations that, uh, yeah. that they could call out uh they they did i was there you know i have pictures from every single thing that they ever did like i was there but their dad Here, wasn't yeah here's the know, situation and that's what it comes down to you know in her mind the reason she has a traumatic situation is because she sees her friends who had like the complete parental unit and had the family vacations and you know 
they got the super nice car. They had both parents there for every birthday. They had both parents there for every situation. Like one of the situations I ran into with my divorce when I got divorced is as I refused to make my daughter have to be on stage at any moment in time and have to look and see where her parents were sitting and make the choice of which parent she's going to come to first. Yeah. I always sat with my ex-wife, even when she was with a new, with her new man and her new husband and whatnot. I always sat together and I just sat down and said, listen, all things aside, the most important things are daughter. And at these events, we need to be a unit. Like when I got, but when I met my current wife, her and her husband, and her, their, um, her, uh, his new wife, they were arch enemies. Like we were on a date one night and she left her 13 year old at home under the care of her 18 year old sister. And her sister, his sister drove up to Marshall's to pick up her friend from work and bring her home. And she was gone 15 minutes and, you know, they called and he said, I'm home alone. So they called the police like, oh, he's been abandoned because we were over in Clearwater. And it was just literally by the time the police got there, the daughter was back. It was such a toxic relationship. So the first thing I did now, the, the wife and the ex-wife, or the, the um the my wife and her ex-husband's wife are b- almost best friends. Like they hang out, they go shopping well, they together, they friends. talk. They're not almost, almost. They are best friends. Yeah, as close to best friends. I mean, they're, they're probably best friends. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, that's yeah, they're yeah. best friends. Man. <laughs> and it's because I sat down and just said, "Listen, this whole animosity." And what was funny is like the boy, the the, the kid. He would go to their house and tell them, oh, man, everything's so bad at my mom's house. That's what they do. They play and then sides. They play sides because they know the parents weren't communicating. So they were like, oh, yep. if I go to mom's house and I say that they're being mean, I get easy road at my mom's house. I get the ice cream, the woe is me, the toys, the whatnot. Then I go to my dad's house and say, man, my mom's horrible. I get the ice cream and the toys. And then meanwhile, both parents are like, man, that motherfucker, like not taking care of my kid, not feeding them and not right. holding on yards. Right. The minute you start talking – Holy shit! The kid's like, oh fuck! That game whole game, changer. the game's yeah. up. I yeah, just, so I, and that's the hardest thing to do. Like, that's the hardest thing to do as a parent because that person wronged you. Like, both parties feel wronged, and they're like, want to kill each other. But it's like, listen, we have a kid in this world together, and we can do one of two things: we can either help them or we can fuck them up. Yeah, you only get one chance. So, like, that's the thing. It's like you come, you just have to look at it from another perspective, and you have to realize. Set a boundary, let go. Letting things go is the best thing you do in life. Don't hold on to it. So put it out there on the platter, say all the things you want to say, but say it, frame it from a viewpoint of like, if you were receiving this message, like how would you want to receive this message from someone from you that you've wronged? Not what you want to say, but how you want it to come across. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So frame it from their perspective of receiving it. Like how would you want to receive, if you were in their shoes and you feel like you were wronged, how would you want to receive love and the information and frame in that context? I'm not telling you. I'm just putting this out there for you to understand where I'm from, that I know I messed up in your mind. You don't have to say that in your mind part, but that's what you're saying because it's it's all up a perception. Because in her mind, you did it wrong. Even in your mind, you didn't. And that's where the disconnect is because you both feel like you're 100% right. I, um, I admit I was wrong. But it can come that. across insincere if you, especially if you caveat it with trying to get the other person to make concessions as well, which is what no, typically people I've, do. I've, I've numerous times messaged her. And hey, I really want like, like for instance, and hey, I really like would my- love this. Is, this is like a good example. Hey, I really love to see the grandchildren. I'm really sorry. I know you're going to talk to me, but it's really important to me to see my grandbabies. Yeah, she knows that. And that's but what I'm saying is when you send that, what does that sound like? It's 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 a negotiation. 
It it's is. like, yeah. hey, I'm telling you I'm sorry, but not because I'm really sorry. It's because I want to see my brand, grand, brand, my grandbabies. Fuck, can't talk. That's yeah. because that's what the person interprets because you're yeah, putting a condition on apology. it. I'm like, I, I have sent, I'm sorry for upsetting you. I get it. I, I, you know, I know I was out of line and to her I was, and I've admitted that and I have apologized and I, I have, she knows I have no problem apologizing to her. And I have numerous times to her face, but this time she, I haven't been able over, to over the face. same, over the same problem. Like, do you different, keep different issue? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing is then, then you start having a track record. Like you do this, you do something, no, no, no. it upsets I mean, them, like and then you're sorry. Up. It, like when she was growing up, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's still a track record. You know what I mean? Like in their mind, and I'm talking about people's minds. I'm not talking about logic because logic doesn't call into this. It's all about emotion. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, it's emotion. It's emotional response, and it's their perspective. So you have to look at it from their. If you want to, quote unquote, win and get what you want, you have to look at it from the other person on their side of the table. What are their fears? What are their objections? And you overcome the fears and objections. You know, right. the fear is that she's going to in her mind, the fear is probably you're going to hurt her again one way or another and or slash disappoint. Well, it wasn't even anything to hurt her. She just um, it, it was it obviously it obviously did, because if not, you wouldn't have had a problem. If, yeah. yeah. So currently you're in the denial stage because you're arguing with me instead of just accepting the facts that it is in her mind. Wow, you, I'm not arguing with you at all i'm just saying that i apologized as an adult i'm just i'm just saying is another way of saying but i'm sorry but what happens when you hear the what happens no you said i'm you said i'm just saying no to me just now you're saying i'm just saying well that's different we're in a podcast but but when i talk to my daughter (laughs) and it's hard to it's hard to show you the text messages and show you the sincerity behind the conversation you can't have you can't have you can't have sincerity behind text messages do a no, video. I, I think he's right. He won't answer the phone. Send her a send her send her video message. Voice memo. Send her a voice memo. My I, I my daughter uh, likes the voice memo thing, and I think she responds a little bit better to it. But here here's the here's the thing. I think. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. I think. Um, <laughs> Eric Eric's bored. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get Eric Bar- back in. Dicks and pussies. <laughs> all i was gonna all i was gonna say shay i'll interrupt you it's just that you know let me ask you something and i mean no disrespect when i say this when was the last time you saw them face to face are you asking me i'm asking jamie no, oh me last time i saw her face well i saw her at her wedding but it had been how how long has it been september so it's been what three months um, well, I mean, we're, we're going on three months. months. It's two months now. Two months, yeah. Yeah. But so you haven't seen her in away. 60 days, right? It was two weeks before that that she and I actually sat well, down. So, uh, so, how, so often, how often do you text her? Hold on. I wasn't done yet. Oh, sorry. So the, the thing is, is that you haven't spoke to her in 60 days. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you got in the car and just drove over there? Oh, you're right. I haven't. 60 days. Yeah. So at this point, I, as much as we want to say – Oh, they're an adult now. You're still the parent. Yeah. I mean, my boy is my boy. He might be an adult, but he's my boy. So it's my responsibility to jump into that car and drive over there and try to resolve it. No, I disagree with you on this one. Hold on. 100%. 100%. You can disagree with me. Let him finish. Let him finish. The thing is, is that you're still a parent. You still can go over there and try to resolve it with your kid. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Then you stay away. Because I mean, at that point, you're you're not going to change their their frame of mind anyway. 
right? Absolutely At least you know right. you can walk away right. from it going, hey, I gave it everything I had. I went over there in person. Like Mike said earlier, you can't go over there with butts or this, that, or the other. Just be sincere and be and, and try to get get it resolved. Yeah, and I have been sincere. I just haven't. But now uh, Mike said, hold on. Mike said he doesn't agree. So let's let's hear his I rebuttal because I'd like to hear what he what he means when he. I also when he have a disagree. question about. Have that. you ever have you ever have you ever been in a confrontation with uh, like an like an ex ex girlfriend? And you're on the phone and you're upset, and then yes. she then she shows up at your door unexpected, unannounced. Yes, but that's a girlfriend. It's not a family member. The emotions are the same. Not your mom. The emotions, the emotions might be the, the same, same, but it's, it's still a different thing. It's your mo- not by your mom or dad. I would never feel if my mom, if I was arguing with, with with my sons and they showed up at my door, I would never feel the same way than I would about a crazy ex girlfriend fucking showing. That's up That's your my son. Yeah. Like now, what happens if you're upset with your father and he just pops up at your door out of the blue? I would be like this. What do you want, Dad? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want, Dad? And then he would be like, "This is You'd what be I want." Extremely and he would talk to me. confrontational. In the beginning, absolutely. I think anybody would be confrontational. Here's the problem that you're having. Here's the problem you're having. You have to be extremely calm in order to go in that situation. And if you get in the car and go over there and you don't have the ability to allow that person to basically just blow up and stay calm, it's going to escalate and make things way worse than better because you're showing up uninvited. They think you're coming over to be confrontational because they look out the window. You catch them completely off guard. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what are they? What they're gonna? It's gonna end in in disaster because you're catching somebody off guard, one hundred percent off guard. Gone over, yeah. Like that, that that never works. It's it's like it's like when you're you're in a confrontation with somebody and they go to their room and they slam the door and then you come over and kick the door in and be like, no, you're gonna fucking talk to me right now. How often does that work well for you between you as a parent and a kid? Like how well did it work with your parents? Like if they came yeah. in, like you're mad and Never. pissed off and they storm into your bedroom and snatch the phone away from you and say, you're going to fucking listen to me. Yeah, you're going to listen to them, but you're going to be fucking mad and pissed off and hate them more. Like it doesn't, I can it doesn't resolve. I've never been in that household like that. Yeah. I, I you know? have. My dad's never had to kick the door open. My two, my two that don't talk to me, the, the yeah. oldest and the youngest, both of them uh, live at their dad's house. Uh, so if I were to see- show up, um, that's, you know, not, not together, they don't live together at their dad's house, uh, two separate marriages. So my oldest, she lives with my grandson at my ex-husband's house and my youngest lives with her dad, who is my second ex-husband. So both of those being, um, not good places for me to show up to begin with. And, and then Mike's, Mike's. It, it would- then to put Mike's uh, point into purview or perspective, if I were to show up, this would already be a charged situation um, <laughs> because I'm showing up somewhere where I'm not welcome to be welcome. With, and then I can't, you know, and I don't ever know. I don't know their schedule. I don't know when they're there and when they're not there. So I could just show up and I would only be showing up to either an empty house or to greet my ex-husband <laughs> in one situation, his wife that is only what six years older than my daughter and um, their child who is younger than my grandson and um, you know, a, a different, and, and it's not cool. So I can't even use that. I, um, I had that situation with my dad because Brad knows I did not have like the best relationship with my parents. And we got in an altercation when I, when I was 18, my dad gave me an ultimatum. He, he was basically like, you know, if you leave this house, you're never allowed to come back. So my exact answer was like, well, fuck you. You'll never see me again. And I left. Yeah, That was it. And I didn't talk to him for years. And then one day he just showed up. And my first response was like, if you don't get the fuck off my property, I'm calling the fucking cops. He didn't yeah. even get a word out edgewise. 
I was like, if you don't get the fuck off my property right the fuck now, I'm calling the cops. The end. Slammed the door in his face. And he was probably there to apologize. And looking out as, as, a, as a, you know, 47-year-old male, I'm like, that was pretty fucked up of me. Like, I should have listened to my dad. But at the time, I was like, I'm done with you controlling me. I'm done with you being your way or the highway. So yeah. I'm an adult. Get the fuck off my property. You don't pay my bills. You don't do shit. Go. You know? Right. And that probably wasn't the right situation, but that you know, I've it was older. I'd say leave a voicemail because they can hear you. Because text doesn't is, you lose so much in body language, inflection, tone, the whole nine yards. It comes across however they want to read it. You know, like you get on ice. I'm sorry. You can go that you can read it. I'm sorry or I'm sorry. You know, like how you can interpret text. Yeah, I'd say leave a voicemail. But the kids these days don't. They don't listen to voicemails. So if you do a video message, something like that, like hey, just in the neighborhood, thinking about you guys, would love to see you. Just putting it out there. You know, and leave it at that. Like. You know, and saying, don't say about the grandbabies. Don't say about the grandbabies. Say, I want to see you. No, it's her. I miss her. I mean, I miss my grandbabies, but I want to see you. But that's the, that's the ulterior motive. Like, that's that's the. the no, you don't, I want to see her. Exactly. She and I were very, very close. We were, or like, we were hey, like, or like, you know, hey, you could be like, you know, like whatever your pet name is for her when she was growing up. We all have them. Hey, yep. I'm, I'm in town. Just would love to catch up with you. Can you meet me here at this time for lunch? And then go there. And if she shows up, she shows up. And if she doesn't, she doesn't. Whatever. Right. That's the end of it. That's all you can do is put it on the platter. If you try to force situations, you're always going to lose. Bottom line. You can't, Agreed. Agreed. You can't Agreed. drive over there, especially with adult kids. That shit works when they're little. Like like I told my wife, I was like, the time to be stern is from 10 years old and younger. That's when you whoop ass and kick, you know, kick, uh, kick ass and take names. When they get to about 10, that shit don't work no more mm-hmm. because they start developing their own things. Then you have to start, pl- you have to start being different as an apparent. And then once they hit that 16, whatever, by the time you get to 16, whatever you fucked up in the past, it's too late to fix because that's already part of their nature. Agreed. Yep. Unfortunately, like you can't expect them to respond differently. So I don't really agree with the driving over there just because I've lived that. You I know? just don't want to make them uncomfortable. Too. I've lived it too. Yeah. Yeah. With my, my mother, the only reason my mother ever really, ever really came to my house is when she was upset with me. When I needed a break from whatever was going on on the phone, she would yeah. immediately show up at my house. And what did um, you do? You probably locked the door and then she would walk around and bang on the windows. And- I guess I'm, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. wrong person. I guess I'm no, the wrong no. person to ask because I never had any turmoil with mine, with my yeah. parents like that. So mm-hmm. whenever we did have a discussion, uh, it was common knowledge in our family, in our household Not, well, to, 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 hold on. Hold on to to, re- to to go ahead and um, have a conversation about it. I mean, I got kicked out of my house for two months. I lived on the streets. Yeah. And I came home and knocked on the door. And my dad was like, yeah. You know, and I said, and I said can I come home, please? And he was like, absolutely. You can. Because your dad was a conversation. But your I had, dad was I playing really, chess, not checkers. I, I understand that. But I'm just saying, even when I would get in fights with my parents and things like that, you know, even as an adult uh, arguments or disagreements, we just never had that kind of hostility when going to the door unannounced you just never did i mean that's just the difference of my family i guess i don't know and maybe well, i just maybe i just had a weird family no so. you, no but your dad drew a boundary for himself he said listen if you want i love you son but if you want to continue these behaviors you have to get the fuck out of my house and then you can do whatever the fuck you want that's probably what about, he said but i'm talking about later though too no no, well. no no i'm talking about the beforehand no. he said if basically he kicked you out oh yeah he's like you either abide by my rules or get the fuck out and then he took it away from you. He says, it's not a choice. You're getting the fuck out. Yep. And you Pretty did. Much. And then two yep. months of living on couch to couch and realizing how fucking hard life is without the love and nurturing of your parents, you came crawling back. And you, right. were, and you were willing to listen at that point. You're damn right. 
You know, now if you would have stormed out of the house and went over to your buddy's house and you're sitting there smoking weed, hanging out, fucking watching movies, having a good time, and your dad comes over, is like, bam, 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 bam. Where the fuck is my son? Or oh, whatever. At, hey, at baby, 18, the, 19, hey, baby, I son, sure I love you. <laughs> you would have lost your fucking shit. I would have lost my you'd shit. You'd have been like, number one, you'd have exactly. been embarrassed as fuck. And you'd be like, I got these motherfuckers right where I want them. You know, I'm going to make them punish them. I'm going to yep. punish them now because, but then all of a sudden when you're out there and it's night three and you haven't heard from your parents and then you're like, Oh shit, this is a scary big ass world. And they weren't being serious. I mean, you lasted two fucking months. That's how stubborn you were. It took two fucking months. And honestly, it could have taken longer, but my mom you know, called. <laughs> it made me feel know, bad. Yeah, exactly. And you loved your parents and you were kind of like, man, this fucking sucks living, you know, bump, bump, jumping from couch to couch. Because your, yeah. your, your friends are probably getting tired of it, too, at the end of the day. I mean, like, oh, shit, you know, it's cool day three having Brad over, but now we're on day six. This is getting a little old. <laughs> I think I, I think I can see your yeah. your theme and your point, though, Mike. I, yeah. So if you take away the need to explain yourself in your mm-hmm. Apology. If you take yes. away the need to say, but this is what was going on with me. Yes. Um, and and people don't you, care. Yeah, you strip it down because what when you're when I think sometimes when you're trying to make something right with somebody or you're trying to fix a, a situation, you really want them to understand you, and that is mm-hmm. not what they need. They don't, the yeah, they, they don't, they don't want to understand you. They don't want to understand nope. you. And there's also, I think in listening to the story about Brad's dad, um, Brad's dad was calling his bluff rather than caring about whether or not, um, he was going to, you know, qu- quote, lose his son, which is how your kids play your emotions to begin with. They're like, I know what she's afraid to lose. I know what she's lost already. I know where her trigger points are and I'm going to bounce up and down on them. Like it's my job in Mm -hmm. life. And if you, if you don't recognize, um, if you don't, if you don't recognize what that is, then you, then you're, then you're, then you're the one who's not playing checkers. Yep. Or not playing yep. chess. I mean, yeah. if you don't I mean, recognize I, that that's what's going on and, and it takes, a, it takes somebody, you know, telling you that that's what's going on, I think is what, I, we're, what we're getting at. That, yeah. that you, you know, you have to be, uh, you have to be good with calling a bluff and you have to be good with saying, I don't need to explain myself. I just need to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I, I got mi- something from this. I did. I got, yeah, I the got mistake, the mis- this yeah. mistake my wife made. The mistake my wife made was she told her daughter, if you keep doing this, you're going to go live with your dad. So Uh, then her daughter went to the bedroom and started packing her bag. She said, "Okay, I'll go live with dad. Fuck you. That's what happened. Two minutes later, my wife ran in there and started grabbing the bag. It's like, no, you're not leaving. You're not going. And I was like, that's the moment you lost power. Yeah. Because your daughter knew that everything you said was bullshit. Because you wouldn't go through with it. What? That's why I always say what you say and what you mean should be the exact same thing. And if you don't want it to happen, like if you give an ultimatum, you have to be okay with them taking the choice that you don't want. Like if you go to your husband, wife, lover and say you have to pick A or B, and if they pick B, you have to be okay with it. If you're yeah. not okay with that decision, never, ever make the ultimatum because it's out of your control. The best negotiator already knows 
the outcome before the negotiation starts because he's guided the conversation to where he needs it to be. And he never asks a question. Like when you're doing a close on somebody, you never ask them yes or no questions because if you get a no, then you can, that can be dead. You can be, the conversation can end. So don't ask him questions. You know, you ask him open any questions, you know, what's your favorite color? Oh, my favorite color is red. Oh, fantastic. I have a red vehicle here. Hey, how much do you think you can afford? You don't say, can you afford $2.99 a month? Yes or no? Because the answer is no. Then it's like a hard, hard negotiation. It's like, well, what do you, th- you know, what, what's your budget look like? What do you think you got? Like, and it's just that type of thing. You ask the opening questions, gather information, then you guide the conversation. Listen, if I'm hearing you right, what you said was, is you love the color red. It's red. You can, put, you can pay $2.99 a month. It's $2.99 a month. It has everything that you've told me that you've needed. Let's do, are you ready to do this? At that point, you can ask for the commitment because you know the answer. You know they're going to say yes. Right. Yeah, and it's the same thing with any other thing in life. It's basically a sales negotiation. Like you're literally selling them on what you want to have the outcome, and you're just guiding it. So like it's a little bit of manipulation, but yeah, that's how you get the resolution. You you manipulate them to the close, basically, and that's it's hard. But it begins with like forgiving yourself and letting go and not trying to prove why you're right because at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. Agreed. That's the hardest Agreed. part. Yeah. But that, that like, if you want to be right, right now, right now, right. right now, you're winning because in your mind, you're right. Like you're going to stand your ground. And then, and, and, Jamie, it's a little bit different for you because basically, what's happened is it feels like your daughter feels like this, the apologies are insincere, and there might be an ulterior motive behind the apologies. Right. So at that point, you just have to you have to just open platter thing. Hey, listen, I really would love to see you, just you. You know. What's your schedule look like? I'd love to meet you here for lunch just so we can hang out. And I don't want to talk about the past. I just would love to see you in person. Like something to that effect. And then, you know, if she says, go fuck yourself, then you're like, okay, cool. Like whenever you're ready, I'm here for you. And then go, go live your life. I love you. I miss you. I want to see you. I'm here when you're ready to talk. And that's what I think. Yeah. Something to that effect, you know, like, but when you're in town, the better technique would have been like, hey, do you want to meet here for lunch? Or do you want to do this and that? Because then you get them in person. And then there, all you do. You know, the thing is, here's why people get back with their exes. Because that first time you see your ex after being broken for a while, you only remember all the, you only do all the good things, all the good stuff. You're like, oh my God, like, why do we ever break up? Like, you're so perfect. And then like day three, you're like, fuck, now I know why we broke up because you're a cheating, lying asshole. Like it fucking comes back Ah. to the surface, you know? But the thing is, is like, because, and then people want to harp back on it. That's why men and women have so, so bad arguments because, Women like to bring up the past because there's a frame of reference. Like, hey, do you remember the last time that you fucked me over? And the guy's like, Jesus Christ, like we've already had this conversation. Like we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. And it gets, right. con- you know, it gets convoluted. So like if you don't want to have that discussion, don't bring up the past to justify your argument. Just say, listen, you hurt me now. What are we going to do to fix this? Like you violated my trust because it's usually a trust issue. Everything comes down to trust, whether mm-hmm. you're making a sale, you're trying to get someone to court you it's do they trust you enough to believe you and want to do what you want to do mm-hmm. even going to dinner it comes down to trust like do you trust a restaurant's going to give you the level of service and provide the nourishment that you want like it has nothing to do with any but trust so anyways i know eric's already done the horn twice and he's over there stressing out <laughs> well i yeah, my closing statement for all yeah. of this is i learned something and i uh, i appreciate That's what the it's information. all about my, yeah, uh, yeah. i yeah. i i can see where i could do uh something better in the way that i'm trying to you know where i'm trying to get to in taking away uh the need to explain myself uh and 
trying to forgive my own self, uh, presenting the, exactly. the apologies or the whatever, uh, exactly. yep. and, and, with, trying to, and trying to, and trying to, you know, Im- implement what you've been talking about, Mike. I, I, yeah. I appreciate the information. I learned something. Yeah. Let, let go. You know, we yeah. all make mistakes. We're all learning every day. Nobody's perfect. The older we get, the more we learn. Thankfully, yeah. hopefully you put it to use. And, and, you know, and I learned something today too, you know, and let go, forgive yourself and put goal, your self yeah. in the other person's shoes. So Absolutely. that way you can build a bridge, you know, instead of, making a divide and that's it that's the end of it the goal is absolutely not to dwell on the past but to just Mm -hmm. say let's let's get past this and and have a relationship and that that i i i appreciate the tools because i will absolutely try them i mean (laughs) that's my closing and i can't i can't guarantee the work because it's up to the individual whether or not they're receptive and accepting but all you can do is the platter approach put put it on the platter like an hors d'oeuvre and if they want to take it let them take it if they don't take it. it it's their choice and it has yeah. nothing reflection on you. Like you're just giving yeah. it to them saying, listen, this is where I'm at. Yeah. But you got to get out of your own way first. And then yeah, 100%. Try that. and, and I, I get that. I, I, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. I do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's right. my, that's my, that's my takeaway from this. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm piggybacking on Shay. Yeah. Something it's good to, I'm, 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 I'm not always an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> asshole with a heart. But Brad, you know, and you know, it is good to hear that tough love and, and you are one sided and like with me, I'm her, I just love them and want to see all them, but you're right. Let it go. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not for or against you. I'm on like, your goal is to fix a relationship. I just want to give you the advice and I'm not, I'm not here to like prove you wrong or anything else because you can be 100% right, but also be dead wrong. Yes, absolutely. And, and. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's what you want. It's what you want the outcome to be is what you have to focus on. And sometimes you have to give a little to get a lot. And that's yeah. where you're at. And I've given, I've given, I, you know, I'm, I'm giving a lot and I'm getting nothing. So I'm just, yeah, I, because you're giving, you're giving, you're giving with conditions is typically what happens. It's like, cause you want something out of it. You're expecting the person to give results and then you're not getting what you're want. You're not getting the closure that them doing what you want them to do. Right. So you're getting upset and then it's in, internally and it's eating you away. So then you send another text message. It's hurting my feelings because yeah. I've always done whatever it took to take care of her or them and, you know, had their backs and been there and it's been unconditional and I'm not, it's not being reciprocated and that's hurtful. Keep exactly. trying. Um, keep trying. doesn't mean always keep trying the same because you can keep yeah, trying the same thing over and over and over and you're not going to get what you want. You got to learn new tools, uh, which is the whole the whole point of, of asking somebody today. else's you know, advice. <laughs> have you ever had a situation where like you've been wanting to like like have a like a boyfriend for the longest period of time? And then the minute that you give up and you stop looking is when it happens. And then they all fucking come out of the woodwork. Yeah. It's, it's because your mentality changed. It's like mm-hmm. you can sense it when a guy, when a guy comes in and he's acting desperate, a lot of times you want nothing to do with him. Yeah. But the minute he's kind of like, you know, it's the 11th man syndrome or theory. There can be a woman in the room, beautiful woman. And there's 10 guys in the room and they're all going after her compliment, compliment. They're in there for an hour, just, you know, buying her drinks, compliments. The 11th man walks in. He walks up to the bar. He orders a drink, doesn't pay any attention to her whatsoever, completely ignores her. That's the guy she's going to want to be with. Right. Because he's the one that is a challenge. Like he's the one that's drawing her in 
as opposed to all these other guys throwing them at her. So like that's that's the basically the same thing you're doing in this situation. You're like making them want to come to you. Right. So like and just just be done with it. Like and then it's the hardest thing. Like sometimes you just have to let go, you know, and it's it's so hard, especially with kids, because they're like your everything. They're, your spine. Yeah, they're everything they're to everything. you. Like they're everything. Like and you never know how much it hurts. Like they never, I like, I know, I never knew how much I hurt my parents with the things that I said and did. Until um, you had kids. Until, until I had kids. Yeah. But actually I was I really know. lucky because my daughter was like amazing. Like really, like she's never done anything to hurt me like that. So it was more just growing up and seeing life evolve around me. And then right. being able to understand like why people do the things they do. It's like, they don't do them because they're, mean it's because they've had some trauma in their life you know right you know my dad wasn't loving and compassionate because he didn't get love and compassion when he was a kid from his parents his dad walked out on him when he was like you know eight years old he had to become the head of the family because his older brother got killed so like at eight years old he had to do everything you know join the army when he was 17 it takes (laughs) a minute to understand your parents trauma doesn't it yeah 100 percent. like it takes a minute and and you remember that they're raising you with trauma mm -hmm. You yeah, know, so yeah, they're exactly. Doing the they they're doing the best they can with what they have, the toolbox they have. And it's yep. our goal is, you know, our goal, your personal goal is to get a better toolbox. Absolutely. And that's what I've tried. And yeah. I absolutely have tried. Yeah. But you got to try it from her perspective. That's where usually people fall down. These are trying it from their own perspective. Like, yeah, not I'm from, trying that too. Yeah. So, you know, I would just relax and chill and just eventually she'll come around. I mean, it's only been on, in your case, Jamie, it's only been a couple of months. Like, so it's not yeah. even that long of a timetable. Um, in the grander scheme of things. So, yeah, but you know, she's somebody that I've talked to every single day for her entire life. So to go this long is painful. Yeah. And it's probably painful for her, for her too. Just like when, you know, Brad's dad kicked him out. I can guarantee you for his parents, it was probably excruciating every oh, night, horrible. every yeah. night wondering where the hell their son was. I, 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 I'm almost positive that if, if Brad, I don't know if Brad, did you ever have a conversation with your dad about that time frame ever? I can't hear you. We, we have a very close can't, can't hear can't, you. Can't hear you. I said we have. You can't hear me at all. Still can't hear you. I said, hold on. Can you hear me now? One moment, please. No. Can you hear me now? It's very faint. You sound like you're in a bucket. Yeah, in a bucket. Who the fuck knows? There we go. There, there we, go. we go. There we go. I had to leave my webinar. Sorry, I've had a webinar Jinx. going at the same time. But um, oh, but um, oh shit. Okay, whatever. They were covering pretty much shit I already know. Um, yeah, I figured yeah. it would have been. Well, no, they had some things in it that that I didn't realize. But we can talk about it later. Anyway, um, yeah, my parents were they they it did tear him up, and he was um very um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we just have a really tight family unit unit. So it, it, well, my well, my quick, quick question is, and we can end on this. Is my question was, is like, did you talk about how did your dad ever tell you how much it hurt his feelings when you were gone? How much they worried about you those two months you were gone, even though it probably killed him inside to kick you out? Like, have you had that conversation ever with him about that time frame, or is it just go, just water in the bridge? No, because we both knew. We just say so you just knew. We just knew. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the look was in the eye. All I had to do was look my father. Yeah, in the exactly. Eye and I knew how he was feeling, and he knew exactly how I was feeling. Um, we, you know, we, I did, you know, every I did night do something as an adult, which, you know, I think that's why I said just be patient with your children because my dad mm-hmm. and I, you know, we didn't always see eye to eye when I was a teenager because I'm very outspoken and right. I'm very who I am. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. an asshole at times. I mean, I was a very much an asshole as a teenager. Mm-hmm. You're I'm very, very strong, very strong. So 
the thing is with um at 35 i apologized to him for all the shit i put him through as a teenager and i meant mm-hmm. it he knew i was sincere yeah. so it, it just erased all the that you know any of that history um right. was just erased and that's why I said just be patient because I don't know how old your kids are, but it'll come around. They'll realize. They'll no, realize. In your 20s, you're adults. still selfish as shit. Yeah. You're still a kid. Yeah, you're still a child my, and mentally. Yeah, you're you're selfish. selfish as hell. Even more so today, you're more selfish than probably what you were 20 years ago. I think you can do um, better than yeah. They're given so much more. And, and what mm. I mean by that, they have media, technology, all that shit in their face. That's a whole other show, yeah. but I'm just simply saying. Yeah, let's. Well, we can talk about this again on another show, but you and Brad, yeah, you want to take sure. us out? So, guys, uh, thanks cool. for uh, the sticking around and listening to our uh, parenting advice and skills, and, uh, and or maybe lack of in my case. But um, that being said, um, you know, uh, don't forget to head over to our Instagram at the Daily BM on Facebook and Instagram, and at underscore the Daily BM on the tiki talking tweet machine and don't forget uh go see our friends over at the whorehouse uh that's at the whorehouse um on is it at the whorehouse on at, ah, give, give me, me the horse oh yeah give me the horse. And queen madam will definitely take good care of you on her show that's every thursday mm-hmm. once a week on theirs as well so thank you ladies for uh coming in we appreciate it don't forget about yep. the bucks tickets uh keyword this week is fucked up kids <laughs> and all you gotta do is follow us on instagram <laughs> you have kids. to follow us on instagram and i can't wait kids. to see that one in the inbox but um <laughs> all you gotta do is follow us on instagram and send us a dm with uh fucked up kids and you are good to go so uh and then yep. uh, you'll be entered in to win two free tickets uh for whatever that home game is so anyway mikey you got anything before we get out of here ladies and gents it's been fun thank you for listening to me and- for the last hour Thank you for joining us. And ladies, you got anything for us? I don't know. Ladies, you got anything for us? Um, Just be patient uh, with yourself. I plan on being patient with myself for about five minutes here in a minute. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go. I'm going to go be patient with myself for five minutes. So, uh, you know, because that's all it takes when you're good. Um, Anyway, I'll catch you guys and we'll see you guys on the flip side. Bye. Bye.